So thank you so much for joining me, Anne Klein. My pleasure. Um, Anne, you have been nominated or shortlisted for several quite prestigious prizes in mm. British comedy. Yes. This means that you may, suddenly among English-speaking Luxembourgers, be the country's most high-profile comedian. How would you <laughs> respond to that description? Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. This is how I <laughs> That is, um, I think, uh, silly. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm one of the only Luxembourgish stand-up comedians that have gigged in the UK. So it's obviously if there were more Luxembourgers there and then surely mm -hmm. others would have gone yeah. to the same place as me. Yeah, I see. Um, but no, I've never thought about it in that it's way. perhaps a, a description you merit by default. Yeah. <laughs> but still, exactly. still. That's just a slightly flagrant question to draw the audience in, right? Because mm. at the start, you know, maybe they're thinking, I'm not I'm going to listen, I'm not going to listen. But if we start with now, mm. here we have for you, just possibly. Like well, then let me, let me rephrase. I am incredible. <laughs> and um, yes, I am the biggest star in Luxembourg. Thank you for saying that. Right. I appreciate Good. it. So stay tuned for <laughs> more material from Luxembourg's own. The one, the only, the greatest. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're okay. welcome. <laughs> So now to properly get rolling, yes. would you tell us about your stand-up journey? Where where did it begin? How did sure. it begin? And where has it gone from there? Oh, boy. I, how did it start? Basically, I went to drama school in London. And um, coming out of drama school, you're kind of aware that you need to create your own work to be able to do anything. And my teacher at drama school told me I was funny, which was the first time I'd ever even considered that. Um, and that I should write. So I wanted to write a sitcom and I didn't know how to be funny uh, on purpose. So I took a course in London for stand-up comedy because it was cheaper than sitcom writing. Okay. <laughs> um, but only with the intent of learning how to write jokes, not to actually do stand-up because I never thought I could. Um, and it finished with a little showcase in the end. Other friends who took the course with me convinced me to do the showcase. I didn't want to do it. And then they were, oh, come on, come along to a gig, uh, which I didn't want to do initially. So ever since I'd started doing stand-up, I kind of tried to quit. <laughs> um, and then it ended up actually being quite fun. And I did a lot better than I had expected. And so I just kept going. And it's quite tough at the beginning because you're trying to get gigs um, in London, which are all bringer gigs. You always have to bring a friend along, which... You know, if you do stand up, usually you don't have that many friends. <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite hard to find those people that want to come along all the time. Um, and then it develops. So then then people start, if they like you, they say, hey, come on over and do my gig. And then maybe you get a paid gig here and there. And then, yeah, there's mm -hmm. competitions and all that. But that was, that was always in London, was it? This was always in London, yeah. Oh. I'd only done, well, London and... Um, Wales. Okay. Randomly. <laughs> um, no, yeah, the, the heat for the BBC competition was in Wales. So that I was see. the only time I ever stepped foot in uh, Wales. And it was lovely. I okay, wish good. I could have spent more time there. So, um, yeah. So then the time came when you moved back to Luxembourg, I suppose. Was that the next stop for you? Yeah. Well, no, that I, I went to Scotland in between, but that's not mm -hmm. relevant to my stand up career. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I came back to Luxembourg because of the pandemic. Okay. And I'd really been reluctant to do stand-up here because I felt like it was too close. Um, 
I quite like being anonymous when I do stand up. So I didn't I didn't really want to perform here. And it took quite a while and quite a bit of convincing. And then I did a gig here and it's such a nice, warm group of people that it was really lovely. Yeah. And so now I do gigs here as well. Not as many as I would like to. But yeah, I've come to know the Luxembourg scene more by accident because I, I'd come back to Luxembourg and just wanted some stage time. So, right. Yeah. And which, um, was it one of the open mics that you went to? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was the first one I did? I went to watch one in Beggen at the Vantage Bar. And then uh, the following week I went to Up Down Bar, I think it okay. was. Yeah. So And it's always, it's always the same people. Mm-hmm. So uh, you get to meet them really quickly and then just feel... Like it's another family. Yeah, I've been asked to do a few gigs, you know, proper ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mostly in Luxembourg, I didn't, I just really, that's still a, a barrier I need to uh, mm-hmm. get over. I do not really feel comfortable doing stand-up in Luxembourgish. It's interesting though. Something. Yeah, I think, I th- well, one, I also don't think, I mean, now I'm really going to get some enemies out there. Um, but I don't think Luxembourgish is a very funny language. I don't think it really lends itself very easily to jokes, especially because now this is very uh, theoretical, but the syntax of the language is just, I find okay. quite difficult because obviously you always want to put the funny word last in your sentence. And with Luxembourgish, it's a bit harder to do that. Mm-hmm. So often you will override your own joke by finishing the sentence or whatever. Right. There's a, like a lack of vocabulary okay. also. So you have to describe a lot of stuff, which makes it much more wordy, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't work well for comedy. Like every, it's just a bit, it's a bit harder work. I could just try and translate my British, my British jokes. Because <laughs> they're not just yeah. English, they're British. Right. Um, but I don't, I think there's some, there's so much around culture, around mm-hmm. the, how the language works, around the sound of the language um, and the, yeah, what people care about right. in the, in the country you're in. Mm-hmm. That just makes it harder to just translate something. I like I, I feel yeah. like I would have to write a whole new set if I wanted to perform in Luxembourgish. Yeah. Yeah. And is there, is there also part of you that actually would really like to do that? Do you feel a bit like alienated then from your mother tongue, I suppose? No. No, not at all. I want to say yes, because I feel like it's the correct answer to it. I've always had a difficult relationship with Luxembourg and I felt quite freed getting to go to London and being Mm -hmm. able to be my quirky self because Mm -hmm. I am quite, I'm quite an odd one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, not in a cool way. Um, and uh, Some might dispute that. So your audiences might dispute that. Oh, yeah, my audiences. Hello, audience. I mean, I've come to embrace my weird side, especially thanks to stand-up, because everything that makes you weird is what makes you funny in stand-up, mm-hmm. obviously. But in Luxembourg, I've noticed that um, people would rather I'd be a bit more quiet and a bit more like everybody else. And being able to go to London and... Um, dressing up as a hot dog on the tube and nobody caring uh, mm-hmm. has been very freeing. Mm-hmm. So it's somehow... <laughs> you did that how often? No, I never. I, never <laughs> I, I always give that as an example. But <laughs> never done it. <laughs> but yeah, but okay. I've looked very weird on, on the tube. Okay. Um, I believe, though, that you could, you could I, do that you, and no one would pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very... It's, it's much more open and, and free. And so I've really... I really come into myself in London, as in I've finally been allowed to develop the parts of myself that have not really been as accepted. Mm -hmm. And so having to say funny things in Luxembourgish is somehow 
still a contradiction for me emotionally. Mm. Okay, that is fascinating. But then quite possibly we're going to lose you again sometime soon. Yes. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I have a room in London again. I'm going uh-huh. back and forth. But it's actually it's been quite good for my acting career coming back to Luxembourg because right. um, I've never worked this much in my life as uh-huh. an actor. And uh, so I've been going back and forth. Whenever I don't have a production in Luxembourg, I'm going back to London. But I'm not going to turn my back on Luxembourg fully anymore. I've Thank, learned thanks, my Anne. lesson. Yes. On behalf of the country. My pleasure. <laughs> my fans, don't cry. I'll be here. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yes. So how about, can you tell us what you've made of the difference between the scene, the stand-up scene mm. there is, which I suppose is predominantly an English language scene, right? In the UK, that's the contrast. Yes, it, it is predominantly uh, English. I think there's now they're starting to do a few um, Luxembourgish nights and French nights, I believe. I'm not the biggest expert on the Luxembourgish scene. Um, as but you are, as you said, one of the few who has experienced both. That's right? Yeah, that's Probably true. Both, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I have experienced both, but I have substantially more experience of the UK scene than the Luxembourg okay. one. So I might misrepresent some things uh, mm-hmm. from the Luxembourgish one. But yeah, there's a there's only like a handful of comedy nights in Luxembourg, obviously. But you get to gig three nights a week if you want. And it's it's really a smaller group of people that do perform here. And obviously that changes the the type of gigs you can do. In London, there is this inbuilt progression that you can have because you have the dip- different types of gigs. You have the open mics, then you have the gigs that are organized by you know, other comedians and whatnot that are not necessarily open mic. They're a bit more curated, but still not high level. And then you get the paid gigs. And then you have club gigs, which is a completely different world to normal, so to speak, um, gigs. Um, and then you get like headlines and you get TV gigs um, and then you get the panel shows. You know, you like mm-hmm. really have a progression and you kind of know where you could go. And in Luxembourg, you you have the open mic gigs and then some, so to say, curated gigs that still aren't necessarily of the same level as the equivalent in London because mm-hmm. you just don't have the pool uh, of people. The competition is necessary to improve, I think, and all of that, and the audience. I see, yeah. Although, I mean, actually, I, I don't know, but it seems that it's quite quickly that the scene's developed from yeah. from not much. It's sort of sprung up quite quickly in Luxembourg. It's quite exciting, actually, yeah. Mm. I, uh, it's quite. It's a baby still. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of there being a stand-up scene in Luxembourg before. I know there were like some gigs sometimes at Conrad Cafe or whatever, mm-hmm. but they were every couple of months. Uh, it was very much a out of the ordinary kind of thing. And now they've really, yeah, they've really done a really good job of developing it. And now, yeah, it's three or four nights a week, every week, which is incredible <laughs> for such a small country. That's really. You can get a lot of stage time in Luxembourg if you if you wish to. Right. Um, so that's pretty amazing. And what about you mentioned at the start that your original ambition had been to make a sitcom? Mm. Is anything in the works? Um, yeah. Um, and there has been uh, many things in the works that have not gone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I've written quite a few like spec scripts. Um, 
And together with a friend from London who I've done a sketch show with as well, his name is Tuart Laws. He is a producer at Pinewood Studios and we've written a script for the RTL, um, The Call Out, which hasn't been selected, unfortunately. But we're, we're thinking of trying to develop it ourselves and maybe do a short film or something. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something I still want to do. So you're at liberty to disclose what the story you want to tell is through the this TV series or the well, technically, I've, there's been there's been a few. Mm -hmm. um, what I'd started with was I've actually I have a bachelor's degree in hotel management. Okay, <laughs> and I've uh, kept I've that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really relevant just now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also used to do synchronized swimming in case you kept. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, no, but so I uh, I I worked in a few hotels and it's been a very odd world so i i really really wanted to write a sitcom about that um a bit fleabag ish i mm -hmm. suppose before that was a, a thing i mean you could say i invented it and um phoebe wallet bridge you can give me a call and give me my money uh, <laughs> <laughs> um um now the sitcom I, the episode i developed with with my friend Stuart would be more about the stand-up scene in luxembourg because it is so different uh, mm -hmm. to the London scene and it is quite fun to have this, I mean, we spoke earlier privately, uh, but this almost underworld of the expats that like normal Luxembourgers don't get to engage with and uh, to just show how, how the different clubs um, function in Luxembourg and the competition between them. And also get like some star comedians from the UK in per episode, a bit like Call My Agent, you know, to mm -hmm. have like one famous person for each episode um, to maybe do a gig or something, which yeah. would have been great. It would have been so much fun, I think. Well, hopefully still will be. Sounds Fingers amazing. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I've written a scene for my showreel that I did around a, an awkward detective Mm. And people have asked me what show that's from because they really want to see it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should make that into a sitcom. Mm. So if anyone's out there and wants to finance me. <laughs> okay. Was that the Italian Shoes one? Yes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, thanks. It's on YouTube. Any agents listening thinking this sounds intriguing? Oh, yeah. On YouTube, look it up. They can find it with just Ankline and then yeah. Italian Shoes, right? I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. On YouTube, I have my own my own channel on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Or on, on my Instagram, I've posted everything on there as well. So... Yeah. Great. Get in touch. <laughs> Give me the monies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show. Thank Anne. you for having me. <laughs>